You're not going to like him when he's angry. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. Tough to get fired up for the 5 o'clock hour. Real tough. Adam Hill is here. That's not the reason. Um, we're glad to have him here. He's a company. Ari, eh, no. He's running the show. Finley Toyota Studios and Steve Cofield. Uh, bad news on the Raiders front. I feel bad for Denzel Good. I hope he can come back at some point, but looks like he retired. Reserve retired list today. Probably the strongest favorite, if healthy, to fill one of those guard slots on the offensive line. So a lot of young dudes going to be fighting for those spots. Uh, the other bad news, not as serious, you know, Denzel Good, it's his livelihood, you know, his knees feel a little bit jacked up, we think, right? Don't have that confirmed. We don't know the exact reason he's walking right now. But uh, the Choco Taco, <laughs> one of America's favorite desserts, could go bye-bye. It looks like Klondike has discontinued the product, which is devastating for me. I love that product. And do you actually think this is another, this could be big ice cream? Yeah. At work, uh, where they discontinue a product and then bring it back as a special offer, maybe make it a little pricier. They will. Seems to be the trend now. Big Chicken got us for a long time with all the different sandwiches, seemingly uh, releasing them every three months at different restaurants. And they they did have a, a deal. I was trying to trying to confirm what the details were. This with, is the most important story of with, the day for you. Not, yeah. not Denzel Good. Even I haven't I'm, seen him send any text on Denzel Good. He's working the phones. He's working the wires for the Taco Taco. Well, I, I got some info. <laughs> Denzel Good. Too. You're already done. Okay, uh, that was yeah. easy. Uh, well, and, and the Choco Taco, I've never actually said I've never actually had one, so I'm, I'm just Delicious. assuming that it's a, a very good, it's a perfectly crafted dessert to eat sure. in the car. Fast though, in this sure. Uh, <laughs> Real fast. So they did have some sort of deal with Taco Bell earlier this year, where they were trying to kind of revive it. Uh, I, it seems like that might be over now too. If they're not going to make them at all, you can't. Wow. Okay. You can't just sell them a Taco Bell. I don't think. Gonna be it's gonna be wild these next few days to see all the details that come out on this. It's gonna be wild. <laughs> Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five, number five. Well, if anyone's gonna get the scoop, it's Adam Hill, pun intended. There with the scoop, uh, because he was the one who was at the forefront, leading the charge on the Foster, uh, Foster Moreau Moreau pronunciation snafu. It really was a legit gate pronunciation gate. And this morning, I thought this was awesome. Paul Gutierrez is on from ESPN.com. He was on with Tyler and Ed on the press box, and they could not stop talking about you and giving you credit for digging up the details on this great story. Well, he is Paul Gutierrez from ESPN. Paul, as always, Thanks, appreciate Paul. it. Appreciate it. And if you guys want to put my name in for Nevada Sports Writer of the Year, too, but I think Adam's got it in the runaway. No, no, I'll put it in. I'll put it in. Don't <laughs> you? We got to get Adam's story at least entered, right? Foster Morrow, how to pronounce his last name. Found the dad somehow and asked him how to pronounce he his last name. He found that dad in, within 20 minutes, he tapped me on the shoulder and he goes, Lyle. I'm like, who's Lyle? <laughs> That's his dad. And with like five more minutes, he had him on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific reporting. Wait, I don't think that Bischoff was being genuine at the end there. Now, you heard the end of the conversation. Here's the beginning and more mentions of you getting awards. Well, if he doesn't get a, a, a couple of kicks there for, for Nevada Sports Writer of the Year, a couple <laughs> mentions, then I don't know what's going on. And uh, with that being a uh, multiple-time winner, I'm sure he can put in a good word. Once he tracked down the guy's dad, I said, okay, that 
The running is done for this year. It's over. He's the guy. Yeah. So, so the story is last week, Foster Moreau, Moreau, Moreau. now, decided to address his name issue. Gruden just decided to call him whatever he wanted. Almost everyone rolled with Moreau. The way you pronounce it, according to his family, is Moreau. You went to the dad, which, great job. You should be a producer for uh, anyone, right? <laughs> Good chops there. You found the number like that. That's where I started. That's where I started my of career. Of course, you were yeah, Mr. X at one yeah. time. Yeah, um, and his dad was like, "Well, you know, we don't, we don't care. It's not that big a deal." But that's that is. Is it the most important story ever? No. Is it good investigative journalism? Sure. Does it show that Adam has the chops, the abilities to go out and get numbers and dig up stories? Yes. Now, here's the other thing we should address: you will never win the Nevada Sports Writer of the Year, ever. No. Go ahead. Pull back the curtain. Well, I'm not. I think it's just a rotating. No, it's a rotating. Award. Pull back the curtain. What? We the, can't put you in for the award. You can't be the Nevada Sports Writer of the Year or the Nevada uh, Nevada Broadcaster of the Year. You can't because I don't pay. Yes. Yeah. You have to have a membership. Yeah. And Ed can't put your name in. You're either part of that association. That's it. <laughs> so that was kind of a false narrative this morning. You can't win the award. Now, if you'd like me to pay your way. I will get you in there. I mean, I, I just appreciate the uh, – Tyler clearly sarcastic. Very sarcastic. T- Tyler was going after me on Twitter. Listen, it's a long training camp. What do you want yeah. from me? Now, it also it, – it sparked – this is a big thing. And I'll, I'll also say, it's, it was Will Compton's story. Will Compton started this. Right. And But me, yes. Former tracking, Raider on his podcast, sure. they talked about the pronunciation of this guy's name. But me tracking down the dad, yes, I'll, I will take credit for I it. I thought it was, was awesome. I thought was it was great. And Lyle is an awesome dude, too. Lyle's an awesome dude. Now you're now, you're, now you have a personal relationship yes. with uh, <laughs> Moro's dad. Me, me and Lyle Moro. Moro. Now Hunter Renfro accused Foster Moro of making this up. Oh, really? Foster Moro just to get attention. He's like that would be something Foster would do. Darren Waller said, "I learned. Like I know now. Like I'm. It's Foster Moro, and I'm. That's what I'm going to show so, the respect. In spite of the fact that you had multiple tweeters saying who was pronouncing it Moro." His teammates were saying it that way. Every, like, you got a bunch of responses. People are like, idiot. Everyone knows it's Moro. <laughs> and then I got rolled into it. I got, like, all worked up. I sat there, like, last week, one night, looking at a video of his highlights and tracking every announcer and time marking it, calling him Moro. Yeah. And then somebody somebody actually said to me, that's just lazy journalism. They have a pronunciation guide in the media guide. Yeah. That said Moro. And then they're like, well, the team's just stupid then. I, I, okay. Then it's the end of the Come argument. on. You can't, you can't keep I, going I don't know. I don't know how to continue these arguments on Twitter. Uh, just to tie this all together, Willie Ramirez did ask on uh, a text earlier, can Adam confirm the Chaco Taco uh, being discontinued with Foster Moro's dad? I'll text him. Willie, I think he's going to find a better angle. Can you get Chaco Taco into the notes? Into the I'm Raiders' gonna, note somehow? I'm going to ask a player tomorrow. What I don't know who's speaking yet tomorrow, but I'll ask somebody what they think of the Chaco Taco going away. Number four. You watched soccer this weekend. I did. How two, cool was it? Two games. And what was it? Uh, there was a couple of exhibition games over at Allegiant Stadium, one Friday night, one Saturday. Friday was kind of the appetizer, although the passion, the Shivas fans are insanely passionate. That was pretty cool to see. What was their walk like to the stadium? Uh, well, over the Haas. Yeah. The Haas. The Bridge. The Haas. It was good. Uh, I was on the other side of the stadium uh, where kind of there was a lot of tailgating going on, a lot of singing and dancing and uh, it was it was really fun. Uh, that game there was it was about half full at Allegiant, but it was, it was still cool to see it. And then obviously Real Madrid and, and Barcelona on Saturday was insane uh, to be in there. And again, an exhibition game, but still 
to have that rivalry renewed in Las Vegas and to be able to you know see people have people come out to see some of these unbelievable players the storied tradition of those uh franchises it was it was just awesome to see in Vegas and it was nearly full over 60,000 announced attendance and I I don't think that was inaccurate I think that's about what it was uh, I know there was still a lot of tickets available on the resale market but not for cheap uh, I know some people some friends of mine were checking right before the game 400 level seats were like 350 Ooh. so I mean it was it was those that that were fortunate enough to get in there like myself it was it was just unbelievable to see and hopefully this is the signal of just more uh more soccer to come here in Las Vegas at that level okay I was gonna ask you a conclusion from this is book more of these friendlies or go next step believing that you can draw like 30,000 a game for MLS and get an MLS team here I would I would hope but I I don't think I don't think you'd be shooting for 30,000 I think you'd build a 23 24,000 seat soccer only stadium and again I've talked about this soccer only stadiums already draw in themselves they are all the ones that I've been to have been just phenomenal in terms of sight lines and experience and all of those things and you could do so much around a potential stadium I would love to see that but here's the other the other part of this Friday night Chivas one of those popular teams in Mexico is out there and Juventus which very popular team also half full which 30,000 is still very good but we we see what events do. this has always been an event town it's about events and Real Madrid Barcelona was an event so that was very cool number 3 so I don't think we got your reaction last week on the Kyler Murray $231 million deal with $160 million guaranteed because there were a lot of people, including Mike Lombardi, who worked in the NFL for a long time, is an NFL analyst now, who said, uh, you know, the guy's moody. A lot of other people commented on his demeanor, that he's not really a leader. I don't. The winning thing is kind of ridiculous. If you walk into a situation where the organization isn't great and they're rebuilding, you're not going to win, uh, win right out of the gates. Like people were comparing Baker Mayfield, you know, wins to – uh, Murray, like Baker Mayfield walked into what was mostly a complete product. That's yeah. not that's not fair. Uh, but on his attitude, would that dissuade you? His maturity, would that dissuade you from giving him 160 million guaranteed? I, I mean, we're not around him every day, so we don't we don't really know from the outside. It seems like he has been a guy that uh, has played at a very high level for sure. His teammates seem to like him for the most part. Uh, all those things are pretty good, uh, but clearly there's been issues. I mean, the pull, <laughs> the pulling everything off of Instagram and then saying you guys don't, you old people don't understand what that means. I, I don't. I've never understood. No, that. we do. It means you're childish, of course. And I mean, it means you're you're you know separating yourself from the franchise. Like that's what it means. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. Okay, we see the claw. We see some of these clauses in this contract. Yeah, a little bit weird. Very weird. So what's the study clause? So Kyler Murray is required by contract to spend at least four hours of independent study each week during game weeks. Game weeks are defined as the first Monday after the close of training camp uh, to the end of the season. Uh, So he's got a four-hour requirement, which means he has to be logged in to the iPad or electronic or other electronic device. So maybe they, if they update, you know, I think. That also kind of stood out to me because I thought the wasn't the Microsoft Surface the official tablet of the NFL, so the iPad being the contract specifically was a little odd. Uh, but he has to be studying at least four hours a week, and that doesn't include time in the building. That's time on your own, and there is a a clause in that article of the contract that says 
This means you cannot be doing other things while studying, like really, like watching TV and playing video games. Ooh, it's 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 a bizarre clause that's in a contract, uh, and one that tells you obviously the Cardinals are worried. Now, Kyler Murray has come out and said, "I'm not a film guy. I'm a reaction guy." Uh, Which so, there is no such thing, really, mm-hmm. at quarterback. You have to be a film guy too. I think you have to, you, there has to be a measure of both for sure. Yeah. And he didn't he didn't say that he and, doesn't and, watch film. Uh, honestly, a lot of this goes back to what Keyshawn Johnson. Said a year ago where he was like, I would rather have, he actually said Russell Wilson. He'd rather have uh, Derek Carver, Russell Wilson. And Keyshawn's case, well, and Keyshawn was a gigantic receiver, but Keyshawn's case was, I don't really want to be out there trying to find open space, you know, eight seconds into a play. Like, worrying about the scramble drill. Right. Yeah. So, and I think that right now is what Kyler Murray thrives with, but he should be able to run just about anything on offense. And if that requires being prepped more before the game and doing more film study, you know, you want a two hundred and thirty million dollar contract. You've got to do what all the great guys do. Yeah, and I do. I think it's interesting in that that you can certainly monitor uh, when a guy logs in and how long he's in there and what he's actually doing uh, on the iPad that you or or other electronic device that you uh, provide to him. Uh, but it's gonna it's gonna be tough to monitor what else he's doing while he's on while he's logged in. Uh, so that's that's an interesting part of this as well. And uh, it is. I mean, it essentially can potentially void the contract if he's not doing it, which is crazy. We're rolling video right now on Twitter and on Facebook, and Brady chimed in, and he said, do they uh, have tracking software to ensure that he's actively studying and not just logged in? I think they do, but the other thing they could do, and this story came out with the Raiders' experience with a number one pick. Yeah, Jamarcus Russell. In the past, like they they would come in and, and basically ask Russell fake questions. To find out if he was doing what he's supposed to be doing. Well, they were sending him home fake. Uh, they were sending him home empty film. Okay, there you go. So they would they would give him an empty. I think it was VHS at the time. I don't, that, I'm not okay. sure it was electronic. But they would give him an, a, a blank tape, and then the next day say, "What'd you see on film?" And he would give answers, and they would say, "Dude, what? There was nothing on there. What are you talking about?" So clearly, he didn't watch it. And he recently talked about that and said, "You know, I think they were just playing gotcha games." Like, no, you, that, no. You, you, you're the one that's huh. lying. What are you talking and about? And this, this has happened. This is in a lot of ways. This is the difference between being an NFL quarterback who gets to play or you know the highest level, and someone who's out of the league in four years. Remember Paxton Lynch, right? You love video games. Love video games. We had Pritch on when Paxton Lynch, a first round pick of the Broncos, it was not working out, and he he said going into a season, he's like, hey, that's the reputation. This guy does not study. Think, think back again. Think back again. Jerry Jones and crew get a pat on the back all the time for drafting Dak Prescott. They wanted Paxton Lynch. They did. Didn't they want Menzel, too? It's <laughs> different draft. Think about how lucky they are. Yeah. Because Dak does study. Dak does you know, do what he's supposed to do, and hopefully he's back to 100% physically this year and can you know, deliver on all of his abilities. Number two. Lots of lists. We're still getting them. Best players in the NFL under 25. How many Raiders are on this list? Zero. Wait, what? No, it's, it's not a list necessarily. Not like a 1 to 100, 100 list, anything like that. It's basically an all-pro team. It's a, somebody at every position. Okay, well, Max Crosby has to be one of the defensive ends or outside linebackers. I didn't see him on there. Well, he has to be. 26? Nope. 25? He's 24, and wow. he'll be 25 if I'm correct on August 22nd. Wow. I have all the birthdays of the Raiders memorized. That's impressive. I th- I'm sure that I assume that you just went right and looked up, looked him up. No, I, well, I looked it up about seven hours ago, but okay. I, I did remember. I think. I think. 
we're getting a nod of yes from the vast research crew led by Ari and only Ari. Uh, oh, there's a, a Bosa. Okay. So he's he's behind him. Uh, Christian Barmore at the at defensive line as well. Jeffrey Simmons and uh, Rashawn Gary at the other edge. Really? Yeah. What do you think of that? I mean, I, I'm sure it's something that Max Crosby is going to use as motivation. Just don't misquote him. We don't want to have any ugliness in the press room. For sure. Actually, there was no misquoting last week. No. Rashawn Gary. He has turned into a good player. Yeah. Your no. guy from Michigan. Yeah, no question about it. He's a good player. I, I, I think I think Max Crosby pro- probably has a case to be annoyed. Um, I don't know exactly what their criteria necessarily was. Uh, obviously, he was a very disruptive force in the backfield last year. There is still... There are still questions out about Max Crosby's ability against the run. Okay. For sure. Would there be another candidate under 25 with the Raiders? Nate Hobbs? You would think Renfro, but Renfro's actually older. Yeah. He was a little bit older when he was coming to the NFL at 24. Yeah. I mean, Hobbs had a really good year, but it was one year. So is this a sign that the organization's in trouble? Oh, Trevor Merrick, I think, should be. You do? Yeah, I think he should be um, at least considered. Not necessarily that he would... Uh, that he was like snubbed or anything like that, but he's he's a really really good player. Minka Fitzpatrick, Jordan Whitehead, both really good. So Merrick and Crosby are right there. Yeah. So it's not it's not a roster without any elite talent under twenty five. It is an older roster though when you th- when is. you think about it. You know, aside from what they're trying to do on the offensive line, it is an older roster. Which which is why we've you know this whole off season. Adam started the off season with it's time to strip it down and you know start to build for four years from now. But then you have Josh McDaniels come in who, you know, wants to kind of play at least see what happens this year. I think that's the attitude, right? Yeah. yeah and, then, why, and they did get older with Chandler Jones. So And it's why, by the way, and as much as people don't want to, you know, some people uh, don't want to acknowledge this, it's why Derek Carr was signed to a one-year deal. And I know it's a three-year deal, but it's a one-year out. It's let's see what we have with this team. Can they compete or are they are they the fourth best team in the division? Like the odds would say they are. And they, if they finish fourth, I would imagine that they're they're going to strip it down after this year. Number one. Wow, we're getting reports on the Germany game. <laughs> I really, I really thought you were going to say Choco Taco. <laughs> We've got an update on the wow. Choco Taco. <laughs> All right, on the way back, I do want to talk about the uh, the game in Germany. It's what the Bucks and the Chiefs, and. Who better to talk to? About that, right? It's Bucks. Is it Chiefs? I might have the wrong team. We'll get it updated on the way back. But anyway, apparently that that game did really, really well from a ticket standpoint. And over the weekend, you guys with the regular Raiders media, Seahawks Bucks, Seahawks Bucks, uh, you guys with the regular Raiders media that's out there every day. Hey, Jakob Johnson walks in, right? So we got to ask about Germany, right? Naturally. Talk about some pretty cool things to say about just how crazy it is in Germany over the NFL. It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. See, I personally think Adam's numbers will not be what they were in Green Bay. I think he's the best receiver in the league, and I think he'll play well. But there's Hunter Renfro there, and there's Darren Waller there. And when we talk about Aaron Rodgers hasn't had a reliable second option since Adams has been in Green Bay, Derek Carr will. And so you're not going to see probably the volume, right, of targets and catches and maybe yards. But, yeah, he might be open more. 
Now, back to Coalfield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. Dan Graziano. Dan Graziano talking about Devontae Adams. No stroke of genius there. Of course, Devontae Adams' numbers are going to go down. He's got more weapons around him. I don't think he's going to catch. What do you have, 116 last year? 116 and like 15, 21? Again, off the top of my head. It's close. It's close. They're going to go down a little bit. There's going to be a balance between Adams and Renfro and Waller. So those are some of the stars of the team. But Adam and I like the gritty, gutty guys, especially when you're a 6'3", 255-pound fullback. And you're German because we're fascinated by anything that is not American because we're not very learned. We're not very learned. We're not world travelers. We're simpletons. We just want information. So this game in Germany, Seahawks and the Bucks, apparently did really, really well in terms of the ticket sales. Here's Jakob Johnson, the fullback for the Raiders, a uh, native of Germany, saying that, yeah, the NFL's massive in Germany. Honestly, as, as somebody who's been in football over there, I knew that they were going to uh, go that quick. I couldn't get tickets myself, so I'm banking on uh, my connections at some of these teams to see if I can get some player tickets. German fans have been waiting for this for a long time. Football in Germany is a lot bigger than, than I think Americans might think or people in general might think, but I think it's the right step. Right step. Okay. Now, the story you sent over the header talks about, wait, what? They could have sold how many tickets? Three million Stop. people logged that? in to try to buy tickets. Three million people. Because it was a virtual queue. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, three million people had signed in to get tickets. And as he said, uh, you know, uh, he, he couldn't get them. He tried, he said. He couldn't get them. Yeah, he tried. He logged in. Couldn't get them. He got shut out. You don't think they could comp him like four tickets? Well, that's what he's hoping for. Because you mentioned when he was when he was available this weekend, they actually brought in a bunch of German media to try to cover the story. There was uh, there was three reporters from Germany that that's were here. Uh, they I, they were doing a tour. I think they were going to Tampa, Seattle, uh, after Vegas, and then also New England, I guess, which not sure why. Oh, that's where he used to be on. Maybe. Sure, and Belichick, know. well, I'm sure we'll talk for I'm sure he'll hours. Be, he'll be fantastic. He'll be very open on it. Uh, so, yeah, they were, uh, they were kind of doing a tour. Uh, re- the German reporters definitely struggling with the heat. How could you tell? Uh, well, they were talking about it, yeah. and, and then they got confused because if, for those that were hanging out Sunday, if you were out and about, it went from – 185 degrees to a windstorm that was out of control. Yes. And they said, is this just chaos here? Like, well, it's, it has been. Sometimes in the summer, yeah, yes. it's a little bit chaotic. It's kind of crazy. Uh, but they were they were constantly going in and out uh, from the in the facility, like from the media room to outside because they couldn't really take it. And then they were they were basically had all these wet towels just draped over them trying to stay cool outside. And they said, you know, they're not used to anything over 35 degrees. Celsius, yeah. obviously, would yeah. be the the thing, but yeah, it was uh, it was it was brutal out there. We should mention again, you uh, you nearly went down in a heap last year, and you learned about hydration. You can't sure. do two coffees before you start doing the water. Sure, we all learned. Well, I caught it. Like when you say almost done, yes, I I was walking around. I said, "Boy, wait a minute, it's I'm dizzy for some reason. This is weird." And then had some water. I was like, "Oh, cool." And you lived here forever. Yeah, figured it out. Did some fans, because there's now invited fans to these practices, yeah. did some fans go down in a heap? Yeah, it's the first first casualties of the training camp. We had, uh, they we didn't had die. Some... No, no, no. Okay. No. no well, you I say casualties. Say, I didn't say fatalities. <laughs> casualties. Okay, well. Uh, we had, we had some, some, uh, some heat-related uh, illnesses out there. There's, there's ambulances on standby and uh, stretchers on standby out of training camp, so uh, that was taken care of. Uh, but players, it was definitely impacting the players. There's a lot of guys kind of taking a knee, stopping, 
sitting out a couple reps, and then the uh, the ice box, which is on the sideline. You love the, the ice facility. box. I do. You wish there was a media ice box. I've been in it. Well, you had to, right? No, no, no. You do a tour. Or you went in the the time you tour. almost passed out. No, it was a tour. Okay. No, the, the pass out. I got, it was five seconds of drinking water. I was like, okay, I'm cool. How icy is it? Uh, I it's close to zero. I'm oh, not sure awesome. exactly where it is. And you can only stay in there for I think twenty or thirty seconds. They say is the max. And you see players run over, step in, sit in it, and then they're they're out immediately. Which is it's crazy how quickly they can cool themselves down completely and then get out of there and get back on the field. And actually, apparently, very much helps them continue going in practice. Do you hope the Raiders go to Germany someday? Yeah, it'd be awesome. Will you uh, will you just eat American food like you did in Australia? No, that's not true. I didn't. Uh, the, the story is my my dad went to Japan for forty days and ate uh, only at McDonald's and uh, Applebee's. What a sin! <laughs> it's ridiculous. Nothing against those places. I but. tried in Australia, but the, it's all American. It's, it's all it's American, American yeah. places, and then we try, tried to find some Australian places, but they're mostly like European. Australia doesn't really have its own thing. Doesn't have its own culture. They, they have some things, but it's mostly it is Kangaroos very much and big knives. Not really on the koalas. Not really on the menu. Uh, and Crocodile Dundee, I don't think is actually, I don't think the movie is very accurate, but uh, sure, knives, koalas, that sort of thing. Jakob Johnson also gave advice for Americans, and there will be, I mean, obviously there's going to be a good number of Americans going to see the Bucks and the Seahawks play in Germany this year. The game's going to be in, in, in Munich, uh, which Bavaria is kind of the rival state to my home state, uh, uh, Baden-Württemberg. But they do do a decent job. Uh, I definitely recommend the, the white sausages with the, the sweet mustard. Got to get you some of those. Get you some beer. Get you some wheat beer, you know. If you're an athlete, you know, not an alcoholic, they have that. But uh, the, the beers, uh, of course, up there. And then just uh, the standard schnitzel, Schweinshaxen probably, and Käsespätzle. There you go. If you can translate that afterwards, you know. <laughs> I didn't understand the last one. I don't either. But I heard the Schweinshaxen. Haxen. I didn't get a lot. That's a, that's, a, that's a pork knuckle. A roasted pork knuckle. A Bavarian Roasted pork knuckle and the schnitzel. Everyone knows that. Adam's had that many times. Uh, no, actually not. Uh, I will. Uh, I'll take Jakob's word for it. Uh, I already know that I don't trust his food takes, so I won't won't be following along. That was the whole. He yeah, chose he, blue cheese over ranch. No, he chose ranch over blue cheese. Ranch over blue cheese. I'm yeah. sorry, your team blue cheese. Well, if you if you choose ranch over blue cheese, I don't trust your food take. And he actually did choose it for buffalo wings. Yeah, that's that's a sin. And. Then, I think based on our conversation, I don't know who was asking the question, but one of you looked again to Jakob to pile on Jermaine Illuminor. This is me. Yeah, by throwing <laughs> out the question who has the f- worst food takes on the Raiders. The British guy, he, he leads the charge, I would say, on that. Yeah, uh, there's some, uh, I'll see, you should have asked Mac about, about food. He has some interesting food choices, too, that he talks about on his Instagram sometime. But Jermaine, for sure, by far. I mean, Beans for breakfast. You know what I mean? Like, what do you say about that? What do you say about that? Beans for breakfast. There's nothing wrong with beans for breakfast. It's questionable. Well, it depends on what kind of beans. I don't think it does. And it, refried beans for breakfast are delicious. <laughs> Stop. What? Stop. They're I delicious. I don't eat breakfast. So I, I don't I'm know. Not talking, that's not, that's not, that wasn't the English reference. It was not refried beans. Yeah, what beans, kind of beans but... do they eat? I don't know. When a is in, I guess you got to get more food takes. Racial food takes today. Yeah, I mean, you just made it in that. In that case, what is mayo? So Illuminor's thing was mayo is overrated. Yeah, which then I think we fired back with it's not really rated. Yeah, no, I, I think it's gross. Did you last week? Did someone was there a viral mayo video with someone putting mayo 
Wasn't it the Kentucky, the former Kentucky yeah. quarterback, Will Levis, was putting mayo in coffee? Yeah. That's, dumped, that, that's one I've never heard. Dumped a bunch of mayo into his coffee. Was that a joke? I don't think so. He says he drinks it every day. Are you going to do this? Mayo no. in your tea? Mayo's, no. Mayo's gross. A- ask Starbucks to put some mayo in no. your tea. I don't think they even have mayo. Bring packets. <laughs> Stop. No. Put it through the window and no. tell them to squeeze it out for you. No. Here's an extra two bucks. No. Come on! I'm not doing it. Stick around. Cofield and Company returns in minutes in the Finley Toyota Studios. You talking about the the Chicago's, the the red ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this, I'm, I'm with the I'm with the best in the business, man. So you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of surprises this year. This is just practice uh, heat, by the way. So get ready for the season. So it's gonna be a lot of dudes mad at me for with, with so much so my feet. So I already seen the 99s. Probably got another pair on the way. So stay tuned. Now back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. 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 Devontae Adams. He's a cool guy. Talks about a bunch of different subjects. That one, I don't know what he's talking about. You don't know what the 99s are? I have no idea. You know, we uh, Von Tobel was alongside myself in Mountain West Conference Football Media Day last Wednesday, and Marcus Arroyo sat down, who's the UNLV football coach, and Arroyo is a sneaker junkie. Yeah, yeah. And those two started, they they went off on a tangent for like three minutes. Well, I mean, it was, you know, it was welcomed. But I just sat there. I'm like, I don't know anything that you're talking about. I, I'm not joking. I'm I'm this far from going and getting Velcro sneakers. I'm so I'm somewhere in between. Like I I kind of keep up, but I'm not. I'm certainly nowhere close to whatever Velcro I can find, and then all slip-ons. Everything has to be under twenty nine ninety nine. That's where I am. That's so I, I don't this this language that's being spoken by Arroyo and Devonte Adams and others, and I, I I don't know what's going on. I will I can I can never. How much are these shoes? Well, so the ninety nines you can't buy. That's crazy. Ninety nines are given to players who get a ninety nine rated rating in Madden. Oh, well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. kind of cool. So like, they're special. Special cleats. I don't think you can buy them. Unless, I mean, unless they're like up for auction or something. I do have to admit as well. I've tried all the content that people in sports get out of the Madden ratings. I I can't. I I don't know. Like I enjoyed. What was it? A couple of years ago. Uh, I like when players rant about it. Yeah. Like I think Keenan Allen was in his car and he was like, you know, my speed seventy nine. Like, what are you kidding me? Whatever it was, well, I don't know what it was. I know. I know. You know, it's it's my go-to reference all the time now. But uh, McAfee did, did a really good think about it the other day because you know the punters they, they don't even really pay attention. There's like whatever, and he got like a 12 rating as a as, as a speed, and then like a 14 as a as an arm strength. And he said, "I'm an incredible athlete." And he said he brought the Madden guy out. He said he brought. And that's the, right. They can, now yeah. they can bring the Madden. Oh. Now they can challenge it. And him. he said he brought him to practice. He's like, and, dude, and he, he's he's doing the freaking squats. No. And he said he grabbed. He said he grabbed a ball, threw it sixty yards in the air, and turned around and said, "Get that. Get rid of that 14. And He said the next week they they updated it. Like he's like, how do you know? You never saw me throw. You're going to give me a fourteen in passing? Stop it. And so, so that was a. That, that's where he said, and he said they started you know, really developing from there. But obviously, they're incredibly overrated, but also fun. Yeah. Did you, of all people, you would look at this? Did you look at Matt Ariza's ratings? The punt no, god no, from I San Diego actually. State. Because we had Brady Hoke on last week, and he was like, "I mean, that kid's like a linebacker. It's gigantic." So that's what he they, said. He's they put a- like his strength at a you know twelve. It's like he's, you know, I don't. 
I was going to say he's Janikowski. Like, I don't know what. I'm sure Janikowski must have been strong as an athlete. athlete. Yeah, he was gigantic. No, but I'm saying, like, certain elements, he was he was a freaking 260 sure. pound punter. Well, Ariza, like, and, and McAfee pointed out, but Ariza, like him, was a was a soccer player. He's an, like an elite soccer player. Right. So you're not going to have. You're not going to have zero speed, right? Even if you're, you know, you're looked at as a goofy punter, you're not going to have zero it's speed. It's also if you're changed a, soccer a lot. Player. A lot of the punters, I mean, so many of the punters and kickers now are Aussies. You know, they're 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 multiple sport athletes. So that's that's a huge assumption. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Uh, by the way, speaking of sneakers, last couple of days that you can get the Nike Pegasus from UNLV unless they reinstitute something in August, July thirty first is the cutoff for. If you buy season tickets for men's basketball and football, you get bonus the free UNLV Nike Pegasus sneakers. But you got to get it done by July 31st. That's a cool deal. I'm gonna do it. That's a cool deal. I'm I'm actually uh, might have the angle for those. I'm gonna I might just go buy the tickets so I can get the shoes. Okay. All right. You think you just get them for me? Wait. Then when I said angle for them, do you think I meant for you? Yes. Um, you said you said you want Velcro shoes. That's a good point. I don't need them. Like, what, are you, what are you talking about? What size are you? I'll get the thirteen if they have them. Your thirteen, what? Like Z? What's the what's the what's the what's the <laughs> widest shoe? Thirteen. You need well, you need extra width. I don't. Your Flintstone feet. Uh, no, that's not true. I do have I do have the unfortunate affliction. I walk on the sides of my feet. I know you do, which is awful. That's why I, I might I might not get the sneakers for you're gonna ruin them. I do. I, I ruined, that's why I need shoes. I have to buy shoes like every two weeks. Okay, that would be that would be a solid gift. Yeah. All right. Let me work on it. Thank you. I don't know if I can pull up pull this one off, but I'll try. I'm trying to give me the ninety nines too. Eh, you know, <laughs> we uh, we bicker on the air, but there's like a, still a little bit of you know it's it's strained at this point, but there's still a little bit of a friendship with Adam Hill and myself. Um, we know that's the case. With Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. But Devontae Adams has got himself in this hole where he wants to talk up Derek Carr, but he doesn't want to smear Aaron Rodgers. But he keeps getting caught talking about Carr where it's like a little too over the top. Like a few weeks ago, he made it sound like they're the same level quarterback. Then he made a comment the other day to Josina Anderson about, you know, Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And it sounded like he was talking about both. Rodgers and Carr being in the Hall of Fame, and he made sure over the weekend to try to explain things. I left one key word out of there because that's not exactly what I meant, but I do think that Derek's career is Hall of Fame worthy, and and why not? I mean, you know, people can can say that about this guy, that guy. What I would say is, does he have the the MVPs right now? You know, no. Does he has he won a Super Bowl? Not yet. You know, that's obviously what we're what we're chasing. But what I meant to say was, even if you go. Hall of, if you go even Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer, it's an adjustment. You know, I mean, like, even if it is Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer, there's going to be an adjustment. I wasn't saying Hall of Famer Aaron to Hall of Famer Derek. I love this so much. And one of the only reasons it's happening is because the Raiders opened up super early and everyone is dying for NFL material. And, you know, when you start talking quarterbacks and and Carr within the Raider nation, within Raider fandom, is just so highly debated. Oh, for sure. It's it's, it's crazy. But Devontae said that. He said, I know that we're the only team practicing. So no matter what we say, it's going to be blown up because nobody, nope, there's no other competition for the news cycle. Uh, but yeah, and you can hear the strain of him trying to figure out exactly how he wants to say it and not be made to look silly. But like, you understand why people are going to overreact. You, 
you called Derek Carr a Hall of Famer. You said, has he won a Super Bowl? No. Has he won a playoff game? No. The, 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 he has a long way to go. Well, he made his case. He's done. I'm not retracting my statement at all. <laughs> like I said, I, Derek's career proves to, honestly, you look at the numbers that he's had and, you know, what he's had to work with and the, the adversity that he's had, uh, you know, in Oakland and coming to Vegas and the type of stuff that's been going on here in the past, which, you know, hopefully we're putting all that stuff to bed. I didn't deliver that message the way that I had in my head. So later when I saw it written out, it kind of made my stomach drop a little bit because I was like, oh, God, here we go, man. I can't wait for people to blow this up. They take everything I say, and we're the only team in camp right now. It's really not that big a deal. Your stomach doesn't have to drop. <laughs> it's, well, but he, you know you know why it is because he, he, he does not want to. Yeah. He does not want to criticize Rodgers. But you almost ha- you also don't want to criticize Derek Carr because David and Darren are watching all the time. Yeah, and there's and you can't. Would they block Devontae Adams? Probably. What I'm not going to do is say Derek is not going to be a Hall of Famer because at the end of the day, I believe you know this is not putting any expectations or any added pressure on him because you know he puts all that that type of pressure on himself because of what he expects you know um, every time he touches the field. I did not mean to say exactly that. I'm going to reiterate. Even if you go from Hall of Famer to even another Hall of Famer, it's going to be an adjustment. Anytime you change quarterbacks is what I was getting at. Take that and run with it. Do whatever you got to do. I 1,000% get what he's saying. You're all welcome for asking that question, by the way. Oh, you did this too? (laughs) Yeah, that was me. Well, you're on a roll. I know. Pronunciation specials, features, British mayonnaise takes, (laughs) Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Cofield and Company presents Grab Bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Take your hand in there, Dave. How long is the flight from New York to Munich? We were talking about the German football game. Jakob Johnson, German, fullback, Raiders, bunch of German media. In town over the weekend to you know write up some stuff about the game. It's an eight-hour flight. Yeah, seems short, doesn't it? For now. Well, I was joking about it being short. Seven hours fifty-five minutes. So, I, mean, I think it's pretty clear the NFL wants to expand two teams to Europe, right? Yeah, something in the UK. And by the sounds of it, the NFL is extremely popular in Germany, so they could get one of the teams. But you have to make travel work. You can't have a billion, you know, bye weeks before and after teams have to make the trip. Eight hours. That's not manageable. No, it's tough. It's tough on the bodies, and it's tough. That's why they have bye weeks after those games. Um, I have heard multiple people in the NFL talking about a new plane. Now, the reason that that is interesting is obviously they're discussing this in meetings. They're not all on Twitter all the time seeing these things. Right. There's obviously meetings that have happened where they've discussed this. United has announced, I don't, it's not, they're not building the plane, but they have put a purchase in for planes that are coming in 2029, the boom jet, it's called. The design is crazy. It's so skinny. (laughs) It's crazy. Okay, good description. And it flies so when you see it, 
Because somebody asked me the other day, would you would you take this flight? And I said, not the first one. Like, I don't want to be the first one on this thing. It looks terrifying, but it apparently flies very quickly. The New York to LA flight, or excuse me, New York to London flight will be three hours. Tokyo to Seattle, four and a half hours. It's a game changer for travel. New York to Munich is 4,000 miles. This plane goes 1,300 miles an hour. Yeah. So could you get to Munich in from New York? Now, obviously, every team's not in New York, so that's, you know, that stretches out the trip. But could you get to Germany in under four hours? Yeah. You're very confident. I'm pretty confident. Now, it's not going to fly. It doesn't fly top speed all the time, and there's takeoff and landing, all this. For sure. But, I mean, but, yeah, you'll be able to do it very quickly, which will change the equation for having games over in Europe, whether it's putting a team there or whether it's there's a game there every week. Build your own stadium. Put put a game there every week. You can do that. Have every team plays twice uh, over in Europe, that sort of thing. Uh, you can make that happen. Uh, at some point, but I think the the travel changes that are coming on the horizon are going to make that more effective and more uh, more doable in terms of the players' association agreeing to that uh, and making that happen. So that that's something to watch for again seven years from now. But it is out there on the horizon. Can we get real trains here? Why are Pardon? we so far behind? It's a fair question. It's tough to get projects done. There's a new uh, Chinese Congress Chinese. Well, they have important stuff to get <laughs> to. Real, real uh, there's a Chinese train that goes 332 miles an hour. I think Chicago so to I'm New York out. would be th- first would, of all I'm would out. be would be <laughs> three hours and twenty minutes before even I'm out. Before even no, no three hours and twenty minutes to take a train from Chicago to New York. Yeah, but I'm out on this train. Isn't that the the plan for Victorville to Vegas in an hour? Which is still hilarious that it's Victorville and not LA. But right, and there's seven stops on the yeah. way. Well, even if there's no stops, like. If we're go- then we have to rent a car anyway when we get there. It doesn't make any no, sense. Then I think there's connections that go to Palmdale and then down to L.A. That sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> sounds wonderful. 332 miles an hour. I don't, I don't want to take that train. L.A. in an hour and 20 minutes for us. I can, I can do that if I leave at 3 in the morning. No, you can't. You don't drive that fast. <laughs> and like I said last week, I feel like your car's falling apart. So. Oh, that's great. I, I would be. I think I'd be scared of the 300 mile per hour train. I'm good with like 200, 150. How, do you, how would you even know? <laughs> you you throw up objections a, like you don't even know. There's oh. a difference. There's definitely a difference. Now you're not getting the sneakers. Stick your hand in there, Dave. I'm back in on the train. Okay, the season's right around the corner. It is. Hall of Fame game. Right around the corner. Raiders broadcast on Comp 92.3 and Raider Nation Radio. 920. Broadcast with play-by-play guy. Play-by-play woman. Who? You were able to track down Foster Moro's dad in 20 minutes. Lyle? You must know who the who the play-by-play person is. Oh, there's lots of rumors flying out there. There's nothing. I, I will say there's somebody that I thought would know. Asked me the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So I, I, it's it's wild. Your paper reported that Brian Custer was in talks to come on board as the Raiders' new play-by-play announcer. Custer turned it down, according to your paper. I think that was according to him. I think this was a quote from Custer. It's an iconic franchise that wants and deserves someone to be exclusive to them. Hmm. 
That's interesting. I hope they hire a radio person. It could be another great show on Raider Nation Radio 920. Yeah. Or one that could do afternoon drive on this station. And then we're gone. But Custer said, after giving it some long thought, I believe ESPN, another iconic franchise, is uh, where I can display my talents on the worldwide leader. So he's going to stay. He's a he's a new addition to ESPN. And we know Brian from boxing and yeah. some MMA. Did some jet stuff in the past. So yeah. really good guy. We'll get him on down the road. He's a guy who's very qualified. So that that's what encouraged me about this. Is that it's not just gonna this not to be handed to somebody? Hopefully, it's they're actually looking for qualified people, which is cool. Did you think they were gonna hire someone unqualified? How dare Perhaps. you? What? Oh, there's rumors out there, and I said, okay, that would be terrible. But it sounds like they're at least doing a search for qualified people. That's are, cool. are rumors? Are you? When you say rumors, are you just referring to the list I put out two months ago? No, or people that think that they're getting it. Oh, is that right? There are people. Yeah, sure. Really. Have you talked to someone who you think, or they thought they were getting it, and you were like, what? Well, secondhand. People I don't necessarily talk to. Really? Sure. We're you just going to sit there in silence before the end of the show? We have, we have eight seconds here. You can list some of the people who you think are ridiculous for thinking that they're going to get the job. Yeah, Go. I, I thought that.